Good Sunday morning, good Sunday morning. Welcome to Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church, where the Reverend Woodrow Wilson is pastor. Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church is located in the beautiful city of Panama City, Florida. Address is 719 East 13th Court, Panama City, Florida. If you're ever in the panhandle, feel free to stop by and worship with us one Sunday morning. As we often say, if we can't do you no good, we certainly won't do you any harm. This morning, kind and everlasting Father, there's few of your humble servants just come before you to give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you, Father, for watching us over us last night as we slumber in our sleep. Thank you for keeping us last night, Father, letting no thieves break in, letting no fires break out. Thank you for one more day. Thank you for another opportunity of prayer and praise. We ask that you just come in and be our unseen guest this morning, Father, that your name may be edified and glorified. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses. Let not our service be in vain. These and other blessings we ask in our son Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get into this Sunday school this morning, this morning, saints. Title of today's lesson is Talk is Cheap. Taken from the book of James. We were in the book of James last week. We're in the book of James this week. Taken from the first chapter, verses 19 through 27. Key verse for the, uh, for the lesson is James 1 and 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Let's give a few overviews of the book of James real quick so everybody has a background of what's going on in the Sunday school lesson. Uh, if we were to talk about this, we just say faith is a lifestyle. It's a way that you live your life. It's what you got to do. It's a choice. We know that James was one of the earliest written books of the New Testament letters. It was written while James was in the company of other Jewish believers, probably between A.D. 45 and 48. We know that James is the Lord's brother. Like the other brothers of Jesus, James didn't believe him at first when he was resurrected. 
But he soon on went on to believe and not only believe, became converted and was one of the key leaders in Jerusalem uh, at the early church. Uh, tradition tells us that James, uh, because of his faith and because of his belief after he was converted, uh, got the nickname Campbell Knees because he had so many calluses on his knee because he had such an awesome prayer life. He would spend all his time bending down in prayer to God, in prayer to Jesus. And I'm here to tell you this morning, if you want to uh, get any type of nickname, I don't think there's no better nickname you can get than having the nickname Campbell Knees because you know how to bend your knees and pray to God. James, the book is a theme of faith, but it's just not about faith or just saying faith or just justifying faith. James is the theme that is practical. He looked to teach us about having faith as a lifestyle and that lifestyle, which is to be produced by faith, not in ourselves, not in our flesh, not in mama or daddy, but faith in Jesus Christ. In structure, James is just like the book of Proverbs. He gives a series of short uh, exhortations touching on a variety of subjects uh, important in our Christian way of life. It is helpful to know that there are some differences between how James perceived faith and addressed faith and how the Apostle Paul wrote his letters. James stresses the work of the believer in relation to faith. Paul stresses the work of Christ in relation to faith. James is concerned about the outcome of faith be fruit. So there needs to be one that is uh, confused the creeds of Christianity. Paul uh, stressed is concerned about the object of faith. Be it Christ unmixed with self-reliance or self-righteousness. James writes after the resurrection when the church is Jewish and the Old Testament is well known. Paul writes his letter when the conversion of the Gentiles is raised questions that were never asked or thought of by the earlier churches. We know that verses 19 through 27 in our Sunday school lesson this day, uh, James gives us three important things that is necessary if we're going to receive the word of God in the proper way, a way that will cause us to grow in Christ. First thing we must do, we must hear the word of God, verses 19 and 20. And after we hear the word of God, the second thing we must do, we must receive the word of God, verses uh, 21. Last but not least, the third thing we must do, we must do the word of God, verses 22 through 27, hear, receive, and do. These are the three elements which are made up the vital life and the kind of faith which saves, but not only saves, but it sanctifies and keeps us clean. Last but not least, when we do those things, we got to have the right response to God's word. So the three responses that we got to have to God's word so we can be right, we got to be quick to hear verses 21 through 25 and 27. We got to be slow to speak verse 26. Last but not least, we got to tell somebody you got to be slow to anger. 
when we are quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, we have some insurers, assurances that we can say as a believer, we are, will be blessed. And we see that in verse 25. Oh, 
Hey, Charles, to keep our hand. Hey, God, to glorify. This morning, kind and everlasting, Father, we have a charge to keep, and we thank you, Father, because we do have a God to glorify, a God that rocked us to sleep in the cradle of his arms last night, a God that made death, hell, and the grave obey his command last night, a God that woke us up early this morning clothed in our right mind, a God that blessed us with a reasonable portion of life, health, and strength, a God that put raiment on our back and shoes on our feet, a God that put a roof over our head, a God that gave us cool water to drink, a God that let us bow our heads to say thank you once more and again, Father. A God that didn't give us over to our own will, to our own lusts, and to our own devices. A God that looked past all our faults and saw all our needs this morning. We say thank you this morning, Father. Therefore, Father, we realize we have a charge to keep, Father. So therefore, Father, remove all the things in us, Father, that keep us from living up to the charge that we have on our life. Take out the hearts of stone and give us a heart of flesh this morning, Father. Help us to have love in our hearts for our fellow men. Help us to be doers of the word and not just hearers only, Father. Because we don't want our religion to be in vain. We don't want our giving to be in vain. We don't want our service to be in gain. We don't want all our times, our efforts, all our time, our sacrifice, all the time of reading the Bible and denying ourselves to be in vain, because we don't want to hear, depart from me, for I never knew you, ye that work iniquity, Father. Help us to live up to the charge, Father. Help us to be bright and shining lights in the world full of darkness this day, Father. If we said or done anything contrary to thy word or to thy will, Father, that has separated us from you and your love, Father, we ask for forgiveness. If we said or done anything to hurt or offend a brother or a sister or any neighbor that we came across this day, Father, or down through the week, Lord, we ask forgiveness, Father. And not only do we ask for forgiveness of our sins and trespasses, Father. We ask that you give us power, Father, that we can forgive ourselves for all the things that we've been short and that we've been found lacking in this day, Father. But not only that, Father, help us to move past, Father, of just asking for forgiveness, Father, and help us move on, Father, that we might walk worthy of the vocation by which we're called, Father. If we do these things, we'd be so ever careful to give your name the praise, the glory, and honor which is doing to it, Father, that we'll tell somebody about that man that opened up the blind man's eyes, Made the dumb to talk and the lame to walk, Father. Not just them, Father, but somebody that set our feet upon a rock and established our going and put a new song in our mouth. We pray this prayer to the awesome, able, almighty name of Jesus. Amen. Still running? I gotta run. Gotta run on?
like giving up right now. Want to wave the right flag? Want to put down your head in despair? Reverend Wilson, got to keep on running. It's word time, saints. Everlasting and heavenly Father, 
We thank you for Sunday morning. We thank you for the opportunity and prayer and praise. Now, Lord, speak from heaven. We need a word. Speak that we might might have help, might be might be helped, might find hope, and might be healed. We pray this in the blessed, bountiful, brave, bold name above all names, and all of God's people said amen. Turn with, with me, if you will, this morning, saints, to the gospel according to St. Matthew. 10th chapter, verses 12 through 14. When you get in your own praying ground and when you have your own time this week, just take the time to meditate on the text. Start at chapter 10, verse 1, and read all the way up to verse 19 for the sake of context. But for the sake of time today, saints, we're going to look at verse 12 through 14. When you get there, it reads on this wise. And when ye come into the house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. We're lifting verse 14. And whosoever shall receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Grass withered. Foul faith. But the word of our God has been tested, tried, and proved. Shall stand forever. We want to speak from the subject this morning. Shake it off. If you're not too anti-social, tell somebody at home with you this morning. Or if you're not with anybody this morning, tell yourself this morning. It's time to shake it off. Matthew chapter 9 closes in this wise. The king asks his disciples to pray for the Lord of the harvest, that they send more laborers into the harvest. Now in chapter 10, the king who is the Lord of the harvest sends forth his laborers, that hey, he already has into the hearts. The Lord answers those prayers of the disciples by making them labors and sending them forth in the hearts. Chapter 10, verse 1, the messengers are called, which are the disciples. Chapter 10, verse 1, the messengers are empowered. Chapter 10, verse 5, the messengers are sent forth. Chapter 10, verses 5 through 15, Jesus sends forth his disciples and gives them instructions. Chapter 10, verses 5 and 6, he told me when he gave him instructions, he said, I just don't want you to go to anybody in any place. He said, I want you to go find the lost sheep of the house is Israel's. 
And he said, when you get there, I just don't want you to go with any old type of message. I'm giving you the word that I want you to tell them. I want you to preach to them the nearness of the kingdom of heaven. Chapter 10, verse 8. Not only does he give them a message, but he gives them authority to perform miracles. Chapter 10, verses 9 through 15, when we get into the meat of our text. Uh, they say, he said, I don't want you to take anything that you're going to need, that you're going to rely upon for support. He said, the only thing that you're going to want, I want you to need on and depend on and have for support is my word and me alone. That's the word for us this morning. I know you've been leaning on your money. I know you've been leaning on and depending on your education. I know you've been leaning and depending on your own strength, your own ability, your friends, your circle, your social economic background. But I'm here to tell you this morning, just like God and Jesus said, I don't want you to take anything. For provisions for yourself, I just want you to lean in and depend on my word and lean and depend on me. That's what he's expecting of us this morning. The only thing that you need to look for support from this morning is God Almighty that sits on the throne and his son, Jesus. Now, that's the story. Now, let's start all over and see what the Lord has to say for us. Life sometimes can have you holding on to things, past hurts, past disappointments, past failures, past mistakes, past incidents and accidents. Sometimes life will leave you holding the bag from things that happened 10 years ago. You know, they call you bag lady, they call you bag man, because every time you go any place, every time you get in any type of situation, you're always bringing up and holding on to things that happened in the past because you never learned how to let things go. Tell somebody, you got to learn how to shake some things off. Some things you just can't hold on to no more. It's been taking all your sleep. It's been taking all your energy. It's been taking all your peace. It's been taking all your love. It's been taking all your faith. Tell somebody, some things you just got to Shake it off. Some things you just got to let go on this morning. Some things that you've been holding on that happened 20 and 30 years ago. Tell somebody you got to just let it go this morning. Tell somebody you got to shake it off. Well, I know you're saying to me, Reverend, I, it's hard because some things I, I, I just learned to internalize and I've just been holding on this morning. But I'm here to tell you, you got to do just, you got to do a Dorothy Norwood this morning. You got to just shake it off. Uh. Dorothy Norwood, back in the day, she had this song, shake, 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 shake the devil off. Tell somebody, you got to shake him off this morning. You got to shake off negativity. You got to shake off uh, self-procrastinate. You got to shake off doubt this morning. You got to shake off hatred this morning. You got to shake off envy this morning. You got to shake off everything that's holding you down, that's keeping you from being where you need to be and who you need to be in the Lord this morning. You got to just shake it off. Well, maybe some of you too saved and too sanctified and you can't get with uh, Sister Dorothy Norwood because you still got your foot in the ground out in the world a little bit so you, you can relate a little bit to Brother Teddy P. He just said sometimes you just got to let it go because sometimes if you hold on to things, it's just going to be another TKO. Tell somebody you got to shake it off this morning. 
I know you got up this morning and your heart was still broken. I know you got up this morning and the peace that you was looking for was still holding back from you this morning. I know the joy that you wanted in your heart this morning is missing this morning. The song that you had, you used to have on your lips because of whatever's happened in your life. You don't find it on your lips no more. But tell somebody, you got to shake it off this morning. We find some helpful holy hints that we can gather glistening gleam from the text. Uh, three things of why we got to shake it off this morning. First thing in the text that we realize that the reason why we got to shake it off this morning. You need to shake it off. Because not everybody wants you or wants to accept peace. There it is in verse 12 and verse 13. And when you come into the house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return unto you. Um, when you come in to the house or to the city, you need to salute it. And if it be worthy, let your peace come upon it. And if it not, if it's the house or the city is not worthy, let it return. You missed it. As a child of God, your presence should change the atmosphere or the situation. No matter where you show up this morning, you missed it. As a child of God, no matter where you go or no matter what the situation is, anytime your name come up, anytime your presence show up, you ought to be able to change the atmosphere or change the situation. Um, Matthew 8, 26 and said something like this. And he said unto them, why oh ye, are ye fearful? Oh, ye of little faith. Then in he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. But when men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. There should be some type of what manner of man or woman is this in our lives that people are, are speaking about. Because every time we show up, no matter what the situation is, we bring peace. See, Jesus, when the disciples were out on the water, they began to get scared because the water came in on the boat. And then I believe Jesus just spoke three simple words. He just said, peace, be still. Here in the text, when we look at the disciples, disciples didn't have to say anything. All they just had to say was just peace. You and I ought to have the same type of ability anytime we step into a city, anytime we step into a home. We ought to just be able to say peace. And just like Jesus brought peace to the situation for the, for the disciples when they were scared, we ought to bring peace. For somebody else's situation. We ought to be, we ought to bring peace, or be ought to be able to speak peace into somebody else's situation. You missed it. If we can speak peace into somebody else's situation, if we can bring peace into somebody else's home, if we can bring peace into somebody else's house or city, Lord have mercy, y'all slow this morning. We ought to be able to speak peace into our own mind. We ought to be able to speak peace into our own life, into our own situation, into our own houses, into our own homes, into our own cities this morning. Um, they might raise the question, but your response should be, if anybody asks you, who I am, 
who I am, tell them I'm a child of God. And since I'm a child of God, I can just salute it. I can salute the situation. I can salute your house. I can salute your city. And I can bring peace. Um, what you and I uh, have to be careful of this morning to make sure that our presence in the house or in the city isn't the cause for the house or the city being unpeaceable. Far too often, child of God, this morning, we don't bring peace into situations. We don't bring peace into the house. We don't bring peace into the city. We don't even bring peace into our own lives. And therefore, that's why we always have predicaments, trials, tribulations, because we don't know how to salute nothing. And we don't know how to bring peace into the situation. In other words, not only do you need to have the right body language and energy, and presence. Tell somebody you need to have the right words to say. To say the right thing. You've been going to church long enough. You've been reading the Bible long enough. You've been coming to service long enough. You've been listening to the preacher long enough. Where you ought to be able to know. And how to say the right thing. Tell somebody it's your body language. The reason why you don't have peace with your own self. Tell somebody it's your body language. And it's your mouth. It's your spirit. It's the words that you say on a day in, day out basis. The reason why you're unable to salute the situation and bring peace into your home. It's the reason why you can't bring peace into your situation on the job. It's the reason why you can't bring peace even when you sleep at nighttime. Tell somebody, you got to have the right body language. And not only do you got to have the right body language, tell somebody, you got to have the right words to say so you can bring the peace. The Bible says in Colossians 4 and 6, let your speech always be seasoned with grace and salt that you may know how to answer every man. In other words, after God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Love, the word that should be in every child of God's vocabulary is the Hebrew word, which is shalom. And that word is peace. That is all blessings, all peace be to this house. The Bible says in Isaiah 26 and 3, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is said on thee because he trusted in thee. In other words, if you can speak peace in the situation, you not to, ought not to get puffed up in your mind. Think it is your own skill and it's your own ability. The reason why you can change the atmosphere, the reason why you can change the situation this morning, the only reason why you have peace this morning, the only reason why you can bring peace this morning, tell somebody was God on your side this morning. Some people don't want peace because it's not in them. Therefore, uh, when you possess it yourself, they reject what you're offering from the Lord. Just shake it off. Reason number two why we got to shake it off this morning is because everybody is not going to accept you. There it is in verse 14. Uh, whosoever receive you the greek word for receive is lambio and that means to take 
in thy hand lay hold on any person or anything in order to use it. You missed it. In other words, what you possess from the Lord, people should always be looking to touch you. Because there where I told you the word is lebeno, which means is to take in thy hand to lay hold on any person or anything to use it. I know you always been looking to touch Jesus so he can heal you, so he can help you, so he can hold you. We have to live in a manner that where somebody is always looking to have a hold on us. We ought to be living some type of life where people always should be looking to always to look to take our hand in their hand and hold us because of the connection we have with God. I hear you saying, what do you mean, preacher? When was the last time somebody asked you to pray for them? When was the last time somebody asked you to fast with them? When was the last time somebody asked you to give them counsel? Because of what they knew you, that you had of the Lord. And the question I have for you this morning. If you did fast, if you did pray, or if you did provide counsel. The question this morning that I have for you is, did it make a difference? You might have all the right stuff, but sometimes people are not going to be willing to buy or receive what you're offering. Not everybody will receive you because they are just sometimes unwilling to accept you because of your past, your past mistakes, your past failures, your past mess ups, your past slips and falls, your past incidents or accidents, your past education, your past Looks, your past economical status, your past background, your past friends, your past associations. If they choose not to accept you, despite what you're offering to them of the Lord, just tell somebody. You got to shake it off. The Bible says in Luke 10 and 16, he that heareth you. Heareth me, and he that despises you despises me, and he that despises me despises him that sent me. So, when they don't want to accept you, when they don't want to receive you, when they don't want to hear you this morning, tell somebody you just gotta shake it off. Reason number three why you gotta shake it off this morning, there it is, we see it in our text. You gotta shake it off because not everybody is gonna hear you. It'd be nice if we lived in a world where everybody was always in the mood or willing to hear what you had to say. But it's hard sometimes not to take it personal when people choose not to hear you. Hearing is a sense or perception of sound through the ear while listening. Is deciphering the meaning behind the sounds. The key to hearing is understanding. Is... The key to, he, to, learn, to learning and understanding is through listening. Hearing is just a God-given capability. While listening is a skill that must be learned or consistently processed. Let me say that again because you said, huh? Um, hearing is a God-given capability. While listening is a skill that needs to be learned and consistently practiced. You missed it. In other words, if God has blessed you with any of the five senses, such as the ability to hear, listen, to hear and to listen, if he's blessed you with any of the five senses, which is hearing, touch, smell, taste, and see, he's giving you God-given ability to hear. 
Uh, Matthew 11 and 15 says, he that have the ear, let him hear. You missed it. You got to shake it off because of sin and hardness of heart. God has allowed some people just to go deaf. They want to hear, but they just can't hear. But you ought to be turning over a pew this morning that even if you don't have the ability to use your ears to hear, God has given you one of the five senses, which whether it is, is hearing, touch, taste, or smell, or the ability to see where he's blessed you this morning, where you can hear what he's trying to say to you this morning. Because some people... Just can't hear. We see it every time with number 45. He can't hear. We can see by the things that he can't, He said. Even when he don't open his mouth, we can see that God has given him a, a deaf ear. Because even when he uses his fingers, he uses the senses of touch. He's out there tweeting day after day. We can see that he just don't hear. Tell somebody, don't become tone deaf when it comes to the Lord. Tell God, I need to hear this morning. Not out of preaching, just out of time. If I had more time, I'd tell you this morning, you got to shake it off because you got to keep your testimony. There it is in verse 14. If they won't hear you when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. You got to shake it off this morning because you got to keep your own testimony. Don't get polluted with people. Or things that you haven't learned to shake it off. Because if you don't shake them off, they're going to stay on you and you're going to lose your testimony this morning. As I come to my close, when I was a young boy, I would be playing in the neighborhood with my friends. And as many of you, our parents required of us to come home when we were out there playing, whenever the street lights would come on, being typical children, even when the street lights came on, if it wasn't too dark we would stay outside and play inevitably they would at that point in time when it would begin start to get dark the parents would start calling out to their prospective children's from the doorways calling us all to come home we would all hear a chorus of voices i would not immediately stop playing or doing whatever it was that was doing when i heard a chorus of voices instead my reaction wasn't this was just to Stop and listen for the right voice. I was listening for my father's voice. No matter how many voices were calling out, I could always tell the difference which voice belonged to my father. Uh, no matter how many voices I heard, I would not obey unless I heard his voice. I would not obey unless I heard my mother's voice. And after I heard my mother or my father's voice, no one could beat me running home. Is there anybody here this morning that realizes this morning you got to shake it off? Because the voice of the Lord is telling you to shake it off. The voice of the Lord is telling you whatever's had you down in despair this morning, you got to learn to shake it off. Whatever's had you broken hearted over the past few days, you got to shake it off. Whatever has stopped your prayer this life this morning, you got to shake it off. Whatever's had you down in the dumps this morning, you got to shake it off. Whatever's had you broken hearted this morning, you got to shake it off. Whatever's had you bowing down your head and had your weak knees this morning, you got to shake it off. You got to shake it off because one Friday on the hill called Calvary 
They had a cross on his back. They hung him high and they stretched him wide. He dropped his head for you and I. But thank God that's not all the story in. Because it said on three days later, he shook it off and he got up and he said he got all power. I got all power in my hand. We got to shake it off. Because he shook it off for us. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Oh, grave, where is thy sting? He shook it off for us. So we got to shake it off. For him. If I never get that house, that car, or be a superstar, and my dreams never come true, will I be satisfied with you? And if no one ever knows my name. Tune in for another Sunday service with Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church, Panama City, Florida, where the Reverend Woodrow Wilson is pastor. Minister Kirkman is the associate minister. I'm Reverend Jamie Seals, just helping out today. I ask that you remember to pray for your brother and sister down through the week. We, although we're separated in the physical, we still can be connected in the spiritual. Bend your knees and pray and Bend your knees and after you bend your knees and pray for somebody else, pick up the call, pick up your phone and call somebody, text somebody, 
Tell them that you love them. Tell them you was thinking about them. Tell them that you're still praying for them. You don't realize the trials, the tribulations, and the burdens that people carry. And the difference that a phone call or, or a text or a smile or just I'm thinking about you and I'm still with you and I haven't forgotten you may do for somebody. I ask that you keep the pastor, Reverend Woodrow Wilson, lifted in prayer. Not just him, but every member of Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church. Can't call them all name by name, but you know. You know that everybody needs prayer. Thank you once again. Have a good Sunday. And if the Lord be our helper and if the Lord allow, turn to back in with us next Sunday for another broadcast.